0: chapter 13. I will read very quickly from verse 1 to 8. First Corinthians chapter 13. I will read from verse 1 to 8. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have no love. I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I have bestowed all my goods to feed the poor, and though I have given my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love, please, I want you to begin to take notes now. Love suffers how long? Long. Is kind. Love does not envy, love does not parade itself is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek his own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, <laughs> believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Wow. Verse 8, love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they will do what? They will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Verse 9, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. May the Lord bless the reading of of his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. I'm also going to go very quickly to John chapter 3, verse 16. Lord, help me again, more than ever before. John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, um, I know many of us can recite it off art, but we'll read it. Can we go together? I want to go. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Tomorrow, by the grace of God, is February 14, and then we'll be talking about Valentine. And Valentine is symbolic of love, and it is celebrated all over the world. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care, or I care less about the origin. But what I know that I can say very confidently is that the devil does not have love. Anything that has to do with love has to do with God. As a matter of fact, God does not love. He is love. Praise the Lord. Uh, My focus today, particularly for the younger ones, is that God will illuminate our spirit so that we can have understanding, a better understanding of what love is. So that we will not be taking advantage of the so-called valentine. Uh, It's not impossible... That there may be people, even listening to me now, who already have plans for Valentine. If it's a negative plan, I will scatter it today. In the name of Jesus. I want to start to say, what is love? Now, there is no English dictionary that can define love. No English dictionary. I have checked. The only book that defines love accurately is the word of God. The Hebrews have only one word for love. And that's why, so when you are reading um, Old Testament, then you have to put in context. But Greek is the one that is very, dis- de- very definitive about some um, topics, especially love. Now... Love means different things to different people. Some will say love is beautiful. Some will say love is dangerous. Some will say love is fire, depending on your experience. And that's why I titled this message, The Intricacies of Love, or call it The Complexity of Love. Now, in our Bible text, that is John chapter 3, verse 16, there is no way I can deal with 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, there is no way. There is no time. But I will use it to just random. But in that John, 3, that John 3, 16, there are two major ingredients of love that I'm going to be trusting God to open our eyes to. There's what we call intent. And there's what we call extent. Intent has to do with your motive, your intentions. Extent has to do with how far can you go. I hope you are following me, sir. And that is why love is not a casual word that we can't, we just speak, you know. Anyhow, you know, I hear people seeing people for the first day and I say they say I love you. I say, hey, do you do you know understand what you are talking about? Many at times we we limit ourselves to intent, but we don't think about extent. And I, I can tell you, I, I, I earlier said that when somebody says, I love you, it means different things to different people. For example, when a man sees a woman, I'm talk, when I say a man now, an unbeliever, do you get what I'm saying? Somebody who is not born again, a natural man. When a natural man sees a woman and says, I love you, can I tell you, sir, ma, he's telling you, I want your body. Can I have witness in the house, man? Men, if it is true, just wave to me. Oh, now only me and you, Day holy. No, day holy. Every other person, then bond them holy. God bless you. <laughs> when a man says, I love a woman. Sisters, are you listening to me, sir? Ask him, what do you mean, bro? Very simple question. It's not fight. He said, oh, wow. But what do you mean? Sigmund Freud. Is it Freud or is not a Yoruba name, so I know how I call it. He was a, an Australian neurologist and founder of psychoanalysis. Don't let that English trouble you. Neurologist means somebody who, is, who specializes in brain. As a medical doctor, he specializes in brain. Then psychoanalysis has to do with how to treat uh, sickness of the mind. There is no drug. If somebody is heavy minded and is sorrowful, no, no medicine. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, he is. Um, and what he said, he said, those of you that Google is your friend, when you get home, just type what is on man's mind. You will see the picture that I will show you. I wanted to show it here before, but I, I wasn't too comfortable. Praise the Lord, because we are in church. And we are too holy. So I didn't want to show it, So I don't offend some um, minds. But when you get home, Sigmund Freud, F-R-E-U-D, Sigmund, just type what is on man's mind. It will show you what is on my mind. And it is absolutely correct. I can tell you, I'm a man. 90% of men, when they meet a woman and they say, I love you, is talking about eros. And eros means sexual desire. It means erotic. That's where the word erotic comes. It means, I love your body. I want to have you. Men, am I saying the truth? Oh, thank God I have witness in the house. You are born again now. I say, when you were not born again? Sisters, are you listening to me? But when somebody says, I love you, you are carried away, you are blown away. It's deceiving you. Now, I'm going, to use, I'm going to use four words that the Greek used to describe love. You see, maybe one of these days, huge. maybe when you organize yourself, there are some things I want to share with you. When you organize yourself, there are certain things. A man, a man, why is it so easy for a man to keep five girlfriends, five wives? Men don't have attachment. We are not attached. We are not talking of men that are born again, no. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm talking of a natural man, unregenerated man. A man does not have an attachment. A man can sleep with a woman right now and go to another place and sleep with another one. Hardly will you see a woman do that. Hardly. So when you talk about the gender that are very sincere about love, is women. I'm very serious. And that's why they suffer a lot of heartbreaks. You can hardly see a man that suffers heartbreaks. Because we don't have attachment. Baba, not ready? Hallelujah. Now, errors. Anytime somebody says, I love you, you need to be sure it's not errors because eros is just to satisfy sexual desire that is what all about and that is why in the bible in the bible particularly in the greek in the new testament you will not find a single place where the bible uses eros no single place because it's not a genuine love it is a love that is reserved exclusively for husband and wife so it is God that created it. But it is reserved exclusively for husband and wife. Anything outside that. One can by any. Praise the Lord. And that's why we normally cancel our sister. No sex before marriage. No wonder. The guy that I've been calling you every day, every time. Suddenly after he has slept with you. is now busy. Can I say you Ma? No man wants a woman and is busy. You, you don't get what I'm saying. Men, are you in the house? Am I saying the truth? When a man wants a woman, he can never be busy. Let him be the president of Nigeria. he will create time for you. The second word that the Greek used for love, we call it philio. Now, this kind of love is a natural affection towards your brothers, your sisters, your friends. Are you following me? Now, it is possible you see somebody, you just like that person. There is nothing wrong. You just like maybe the way the person talks, maybe the way the person behaves, maybe because it's quiet or it's bold or somehow some people... When you just see them, they look so pleasant and you just like them. A brother can like or love a brother. A sister can love a sister or a brother can love a sister. I'm talking of just genuine likeness that is only on friendship. It's possible. But you see, that kind of love also, it it doesn't last. The reason is because... Have you noticed that when you have a relationship that is afar, you respect each other, but immediately you come together and you begin to relate. You begin to see each other's fault. And what happens? Correct, and you separate. The reason is because the love is a kind of love that is inched on certain things that you like. Even pastor can live a congregation that donates regularly. Am I saying the truth? The day you don't donate anymore, they don't love you. Many of us say we love our pastor, we love our pastor. To what extent? If you hear that your pastor did something wrong, will you still continue to love him? I think there was a time somebody was um, sending some things about that. Did you? I said, I'm not interested. I love this man. I'm not interested. He's a man, either he makes mistakes, he's a man, and my love for him is genuine because I have been blessed through him. If your pastor is so anointed that anytime he lays hands on you, some miracle happens. The day he doesn't lay hands on you and nothing happens, you will shift to another church. you? So all these are love that are based on intent because there is a benefit. Some of them are transactional. Because I love that sister or that brother. He gives me money, he helps me, he prays for me. That's intent. But the extent will be known in the days of offense. Praise the Lord. The third one is stogie. Or stogie, whatever. That one has to do with family relationship. Family relationship. Father to children, children to husband to wife, family, your gram You get what I'm saying? Your family member. Sometimes, it could even extend. I think I was talking with um, um, uh, Dr. Bowie. One thing about the outside is once you are able to communicate with them in their language, they like you immediately. Immediately. So, it could be cultural. But you see, that one also does not last. How do I know? Saul was ready to kill Jonathan. His own son. You can see that the book of 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 44 to 45. 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 44 to 45. Have we not seen children using their parents for rituals? Have we not seen parents using their, um, I mean, children using their parents for rituals? There was one that circulated in the video. A boy that wanted to use her mother for rituals. So that is filio. I mean, stoggy. It's still not the kind of God's love. Now, the fourth one is agape love. And that is God's kind of love. Now, there are, when you, I've, I've told you the intent of all those other ones and the extent. And what I mean by the extent is that. The, 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 the son that wanted to use the mother that carried him for nine months, train him, and he wanted to use his mother for ritual. There is, he, he, the only love that he has for the mother is intent because he's a mother. But to what extent? It means that with poverty, he can sacrifice anybody. Are you following me? That's extent. So when somebody loves you with intent without extent, it's not a complete love. But when you look at when you look at the love of God, He has both intent and extent. For God so loved the world, that was His intention. He loved the world. Then what? How, how, to what extent did He love the world? To what extent, sir? He not only gave, his only begotten son. God is saying, I can do anything for you. That is God's kinds of love. Even while we were yet sinners, when we were his enemy, the Bible says, He still loves us. I challenge many of us today. Many friends that you have separated from, what caused the quarrel? Many are times because Maybe you don't like their attitude. And then what do you do? You cut off. You just cut off. God does not cut off. Even as a sinner, all he just needs from you is for you to come back and say, Lord, I am sorry. He accepts you. There are some of us sitting here. here, You are hearing me. You have vowed, say, in your lifetime, you will not go do with anybody or somebody. True of us. Your love does not have extent. And the same person you have told that you love, it's now the same person you say, never, I don't have anything to do with you again. It means that your love has intent, it has no extent. God's kind of love is unconditional love, it's not preferential, it doesn't select as we do. His love is immeasurable, it's incomparable, it is not based on your goodness. Unlike man's love, That you only love people or you love your children to the extent of it is to the extent of how much they love you or how much they do what you want them to do. Am I saying the truth? Have we not seen parents that rejected their children because they refused to marry who they said they should marry? We have seen them. So it is only God's love that is extant, it flows. That's the love that the Bible says it covered multitude of sin. Luke chapter 6 verse 27. We are talking about the extent now. And it can only be found in the love of God. Luke chapter 6 verse 27. He said, but I said unto you, Which here? Love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Does it strike you? God said, that's those people that are not good. Those people you consider enemy. Some of us even go to the extent of praying for them to fall and die. God said, no. If your enemy hungers, give him food. At that extent. If he lasts clothes, give him clothes. For me, I have made up my mind. I will not do evil. In the name of Jesus, by the grace of God. To anyone, to any man... I want to do good. Where I cannot do good, let me do nothing. But the extent of God's love, it has no limit. Hallelujah. So, agape love is not loving you out of who you are, but out of who I am. I repeat that. Agape love, God's kind love, is not dependent on who you are loving. It's dependent on your capacity to love. It then means that if you have a large capacity to love, you can love a madman. Does it make sense? You know, there are some people, to be very honest, they are not lovable. Hello? We have them in our families. We have them in our community. Even we have some of them in the church. They are not naturally, they are not lovable. In fact, you don't want to go near them. But when your love is a kind, is a God kind of love, is a love that has an extent, you will continue to love the person. Now, let me say very quickly, me that I'm speaking, I am praying. No man has the capacity to love as God loves. No man, I challenge anyone, no man has the capacity to love any man. As God loves. How many of us can die for somebody you don't know? I'm not even talking about your family now. Somebody you don't know. Can you even donate your kidney? These are the kind of love that the the book of songs of Solomon said in chapter 8 verse 7. Solomon, song of song, or songs of Solomon. Chapter 8 verse 7. We say, many waters cannot quench love. So, when you profess that you love somebody, it must be agape kind of love. Praise the Lord. Let me try to begin to round up. When we are talking about agape love, we are talking about God's kinds of love. I told you it's inseparable, it has no end. He gives the best. He's sacrificial. He loves without condition. And that was why people like Saul of Tarsus can be converted to become the apostle. That's love of God. If I say some of you should pray for now to, to be converted, will you pray it? No. Wherever are Holy Ghost fire, destroy them. Then we will pray that one. Hallelujah. And that's why I say no man has the capacity to love as God loves. But however... That is what God is desiring from us. The love of God is ever forgiving. Jesus said, if somebody offends you 70 times, 7 times, in a day, I say, God, you are to help me. People like me, I must be very honest with you. People like me, I give up easily. No, I'm very honest with you, and I'm praying to God to help. I give up easily. If i am been talking to you, I've been talking to you, the same thing, the same thing, I will give up. But God does not give up. That's why I'm praying that God should help me to love. Can I say, as I try to conclude, God's love, we are to reflect God's love. And that now brings me to a conclusion that your capacity to love is dependent on your character. I, I I want to round off from there. Do you want to go to that first Corinthians chapter 13 with me very quickly? Very quickly as I try to close. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4. Now, it says, love suffers long. To suffer long. It then means that you have a friend, a roommate in school. Who is always making life difficult? <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. He's always making life difficult for you. A neighbor. A, somebody you are sharing a shop with. Always making life difficult for you. The Bible says you should suffer all the affliction for a long time until it changes. I don't know if I'm communicating. Do you understand what I'm saying? There was a man, she will bear me witness. There was an old man who used to stay in our house when I was living in Odon. He fights with everybody. Everybody is an old man. He was an old man because it's late now. He fights with everybody. And I say, I'm going to demonstrate God's love to this man. She can bear me witness. When everybody is fighting with Baba, I will say, Baba, no, they calm down. Baba, I cool down. Baba, Pastor, they did this. I said, relax. I will invite Baba to my living room. I will give him food. I will give him money. He got to a stage, I am the only one, and I'm not exaggerating, that Baba relates with. If Baba is angry and I say, Baba, is okay, Baba will stop. Can I tell you, brethren? Baba gave his life to Christ. Yes. Now, let me go for that to tell you that he was a babalawo. Yes, Baba was like, practicing babalawo. He gave his life to Christ. To go for that, Baba joined workers. Yes. I used to give him, I gave him shirt. Baba would put on t- and he was so happy. He will be coming to church. This same um, um, uh, um, amazing grace battle like that. Baba was very happy until he died. As a matter of fact, he loves me so much. One day, he said, Pastor, come. I say, say you are a good man. I say eh. I want to take you to somewhere. I say eh, where I say, don't worry. He said, there are many pastors that have taken there. Once you do your hand like this, he said, people will just fall. I love. Now, to him, that's the only way he can show me love. He wants me to be empowered. And I said, Baba. The power where they operate. It passed that's those no ones. So don't bother yourself. So when the Bible says, suffer long, how long can you endure? If God is to love the way man loves, many of us will have been gone. Am I speaking? He said, Love suffereth long. He does not envy. Do you know in church we envy ourselves? Ah, oh my show. Do we envy ourselves? Kilo Shakun. Now, so you go the carry shoulder. Now the clothes, now the vest you. is not puffed up. When you see somebody, you see, When you see somebody that is walking like this, I'll say, uh, this one. I don't talk. Oh. When you love, you don't puff up, you don't exalt yourself above others. I can go on and on and on and on. It's not easily provoked, he's not rude, he does not seek his own. No not be for Lagos. Three people want to enter Moe, they will struggle. Three people. I say why? Why? Because everybody is about myself, I, and me. And unfortunately, is it not do not we have it in the church? We have it. The one, the one that challenges me most, that challenge me most is the verse 7. Can you please project that verse 7 and let us let us see it? Verse 7. It bear all things. all. There are two categories of people that I'm still trusting God to help me to manage in my life. I'm, I, honestly, I'm being very honest. I'm on the altar of God. People that are lies, I don't know how to manage and relate with them. I'm still praying, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me. How do I manage somebody that is a liar? That is say's he's going to the right and he's going left, and you don't even know. I want to keep off, but God say love. Hi! I can't manage arrogant people. Because when you are beside an arrogant person, it will always belittle you. It will, it will make you to lose your self-esteem if you are not careful. So I don't like going near arrogant people. But God said, bear it. Believes all things, including 419 in Nigeria. Ha! It then means that whatever you tell me out of love. I must believe. But of course, you must apply wisdom. I'm just saying the extent of God's love. I won't have time to explain because of time. And then he said what? Hope in all things. Then the last one. Many of us cannot even endure our wife or our husband. Am I saying the truth? Let's, let's be real. Let's be real. Many of us cannot endure our husband and our wives. Let alone our neighbor, let alone our church members, who are not very good. But the Bible says you should for all. I'm going to round off with this story, and then I will close. It's a story of um, Ronaldo. How many of us know Ronaldo? I know you will know, even if you don't know Jesus. (laughs) Some people don't know Jesus, they know Ronaldo. I'm not talking of you no, you know Jesus. Hallelujah. I read it that um, during UEFA um, Championship, the tenth UEFA Championship, you know he was playing for Real Madrid then, and then when he won, that in the midst of the um, of the want um, to boy now of the fans or whatever that gathered together, they say he ran to a man, and his name was. Um, uh, what is his name now? Excuse me. His name was um, Albert Van Trau. Albert Van Trau. Those of you that use Google, just go and Google it. It is there. Now, the long and short of that story is that when Ronaldo was very young and him and that friend, they were playing together. They were both footballers. And they were, the scout came. So in that final match, they have made up their mind that the highest goal scorer will be taken. Are you following that story? So this Ronaldo has scored one goal. Fantrao has scored one goal. And Fantrao has beaten everybody and his face with the net. And instead of him to strike the ball into the net, he passed it to Ronaldo. Ronaldo scored the ball. And Ronaldo was taking And today, everybody all over the world knows Ronaldo. When they asked him, why did you do that? He said he knew. Oh, my God. He said he knew that Ronaldo is better than him. And that Ronaldo will succeed better than him. And he was right. After that game, we learned he never played football again. And when the journalist now visited him in his house... They saw a massive building, cars, living in Opulence. They said, ah, but you are not working. How come did you get all this? He said, Ronaldo. But we are brethren. Brethren, you read electrical electronics. Where you are working. They said they are looking for biochemists. And you know there is a brother, there is a sister that is a biochemist. You did not tell him. Because instead of you not to get a job, let nobody get it. There is a business opportunity that you cannot do. But you know there is a brother, there is a sister who can do it. Instead of him to allow him to do it, I would rather keep short. These are unbelievers. These are unbelievers. This is the kind of love that we should be displaying among ourselves. I'm trusting God. I am really trusting God that he will help us to develop some program that we must love one another as a family. Enough of everybody on his own. What is it? God has brought us together and it's for a purpose. Let's live as a family. Let's love one another. Let's Christians love one another. The most vociferous people against the vice president are Christians. I have not heard. I have not heard any Muslim speaking against vice president, who is a pastor in the redeemed Christian Church of God. But we have redeemed members that are criticizing him, writing articles for how long? And we have not been able to love ourselves. We say people should come inside. To come and do what? When they are already enjoying love outside there, why do you think people join clubs? When I was a younger pastor, I used to be very angry. I used to get upset when people say Pastor, I'm not coming to church today I'm going for um, um, What do you call your meeting? Town meeting I said, these guys are not serious But later, I now found out That you as a Christian When you are doing any celebration You can hardly see your bread in there But when you go to your town meeting They are the town meeting that will rally around you Oh my God, let's rise up They will rally around you. They will support you. They will do everything. But church members, they would rather talk against you. Put your hand in your chest. Say, Lord, help me to love. Please help me. Just go ahead and pray. Genuine love. Our love should go beyond transactional. What can I gain? What can I benefit? Our love must be genuine. It must be towards one another. We must tolerate one another. We must support one another. We must have compassion for one another. We must have forgiveness for one another. Please, I don't know if you have any son that you can use to help me. I, all my head is just... We must love one another. We must love one another. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Don't forget that before I drop this microphone. I said the capacity. I said no man has the what? The capacity to love as God loves. It's not possible. It's not. I stand to be corrected from the scripture. Because it say we cannot know the depth, the length, the breadth, and the width of the riches of the love of God. And we have seen God showing us the extent of his love for us by dying for us. But he said, since we are made in the image and the likeness of God, we must love as he loves. Your capacity to love is dependent on your character. How much patience do you have? How much tolerance do you have? I had two offices, one in the solar, one in Agbara. In the solar, most of them were ladies. There was one. If I give her assignment, I go to bed. No bulldozer can stop her. She will get results. She will now come back to tell you all the troubles, and, but she will find a solution. If she can't find a the solution, then I may not likely have a solution to that problem. So I love her. Or oh, let me say, I, I love her. You understand what I'm saying? I love her. I smile with her. I joke with her. I love her. Then there's another one. She, I think she was managed by people we call lasifia You know, just do as you want. But me, I'm not a lasifia person. Just do as you want. So, when she entered my office, I'm not too, you get what I'm saying. I, don't, I didn't hate her, but I didn't like her either. So one day she came to me and said, sir, he said, You see, I'm trying to learn from you. Let me paraphrase what he was trying to say. Your capacity is more than my capacity. So please be patient with me. I will learn. And with very honesty, she has a willing heart to learn. By the time we finished. She said by her mouth, he said, I'm the best person she has ever worked with. There are many things that she has not, because I will put you on the run. He said, many things that she has not been able to do that she cannot do now. Now, she helped me to do what? To develop patience towards her. Say, said, Father, every character trait that I need to love. Many of us are not patient. I'm not patient. I'm very, I'm very, very honest with you, but I'm praying and I'm trying. I'm not satisfied. I want to be patient. I want to be tolerant. I want to accommodate. Say, Lord, every character trait that will not make me to love my brethren, please separate them from me. Shall we pray in the name of Jesus? Yes, Lord, please help me. I stand on this altar and I pray, O oh God Almighty, you will enlarge my heart in the name of Jesus, to love as you love in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Blessed, blessed, blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. If you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. Look, the best person that can love you is Jesus. Maybe one of your problems, I perceive in my spirit, there are some of us that you are even here. Your major problem is nobody is showing you love. I invite you today. Jesus will love you endlessly, unconditionally. I promise you, if only you surrender your life to him. Anyone who want to to give your life to Jesus? Please help me, choir. I want to surrender my life to Jesus.